Well, what a joy to walk into the teaching moment with you. Uh, those of you who are not in the room, I'm thrilled that you're connected in this moment as well. And a uh, little, little introductory piece. Uh, everybody saw on the screen, they're prayer partners, if you wonder why, why we show They're like, that those people get together and they pray together on a regular, consistent basis. Uh, usually it's in the once a week dynamic that they're getting together. I'm gonna give you one other little word. If you need a Bible, if you don't have one, we're gonna be jumping around in uh, scripture, particularly Matthew chapter, chapter 6 and Psalm 23. I uh, love it if you take your Bibles out and kind of open up to that. And if you don't have one, we've got them in the back areas. We even stocked up a little bit more on these because people get it. And by the way, um, they're not cheap. We want you to have good Bibles. So we didn't just put the cheapies out there. We we got them. Hey, Dutch folks, we got them at the best economical price we could. But, but uh, we, we would love for you to have a good Bible. When you exit today, when you walk out, uh, Here's, here's what I believe is going to happen. You're going to walk out with a confidence in regards to speaking with God. You're going to walk out with a dynamic of what it means to be appropriately reverent and confident as I talk to God. And uh, I can't wait uh, for that to happen. Uh, in, in the book of Hebrews, just uh, it says this. It says that we are to uh, uh, approach the throne of God with boldness. You know, isn't that some boldness? Uh, that's chapter four. And uh, later in chapter 12, when, when the whole book is really being summed up in, in the book of Hebrews, it, it talks about how way back when, when Moses was engaged in leading the, the people of Israel, there was this moment at Mount Sinai, and he's going, come on up, let's go meet with God, come on up. And they wigged out because the mountain was filled with the literal presence of God. They go, yeah, that ain't for us. And the commendation to the people who are living in this New Testament, New Covenant kind of era is, hey, friend, because the work of Jesus Christ, there's, there's a whole new day. You, you don't have to be fearful at all in regards to approaching God. In fact, you haven't come to a mountain that's billowing with smoke with the presence of God. You know what? You've come to an assembly filled with joy-filled angels. You've come to an assembly of people who love God and their names are written in the book of life. You have come to, yes, God who is the judge of all, but Jesus is the mediator that has made a way where there seems to be no way. You come with confidence and reverence and awe into the very presence of God. So we are going to teach on that. Well, I had the, the privilege this week, I love basketball, and a friend of mine took me to the Grand Valley State University basketball practice. Uh, his name is Jim Scott, Dr. Jim Scott, uh, who taught many years at GVSU. So we drove into the parking lot, and if you've ever driven onto Grand Valley's campus, it's school time, it's like, you can't find a parking spot anywhere. Dr. Jim had a parking pass. We parked right, I mean, we parked just steps away from walking into the building. We got there a little early and he, he took me around, kind of toured through the place. I hadn't been there in a handful of years and we looked at all the championship trophies and banners and the President's Cups and all the different kinds of awards. And as we would walk around the halls, people would look at my friend and they'd call out his name, which was my name. They'd go, Jim! And they, they would, he, he's a, He's a famous professor. He's a famous wrestling coach there. And they would have a conversation with Jim and they would talk to him and we'd run into the basketball coach, the head basketball coach. And he's like, I love basketball, but the only way I got into that basketball practice is because I was with my friend Jim. 
Now, not only is Jim a former professor at Grand Valley, not only is he a former uh, wrestling coach at Grand Valley, he's Hall of Fame Jim. He's a Hall of Fame coach. And uh, they seat us for the practice. The practice begins. We're the only two people that get to watch the practice. We're the only two people in there. And the coach says, hey, after practice, I want both of you to talk to the team for a while. And, and I felt in that moment, I felt this sense of, oh, I don't know if I want to talk to the team. You know, I, I like, well, what am I going to say to the team? You know, coach, you're, you're the coach. You, you, you talk to the team. Watch the practice. Now, I love basketball. I've got, I've got a lot of basketball experience and, and whatnot. And, and there was this sense, I, I just want you to know, I just want you to know, um, because I had a friend who was Hall of Fame, I got to be into that setting. I was invited to speak. You've got a friend in the name of Jesus Christ who's Hall of Fame, who is the famous one. And you were brought into some you are brought into the throne room of God. He is the mediator. When Jesus shows up, it's Jesus, praise the name of Jesus. And, and you are invited to speak. You are invited to speak. And after the practice, I felt like the Lord actually gave me something in watching the practice. And not that it matters, but I, I felt I had like, you know, talk to them about, oh, wow, you know, you guys have, you know, you've, you've got these layers of, you, you obviously know basketball. And I, I, and I was able to go, the structure of your offense is incredible. You've got structure and that the coach allows you to have creativity within that structure. And your floor spacing is amazing. And talk that life is more than basketball. But if you're playing basketball, you might as well put all the great passion and energy and teamwork in and just like, and, 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 and we were thanked in that moment. Friends, you're invited to be in conversation with the Lord God Almighty because Jesus brings you there as a brother, as a child of God. There's this poignant moment in Matthew chapter 6 where Jesus is in this long teaching discourse in the Sermon on the Mount, and he begins to say, Here's, he's, he's gonna tell us the do's and don'ts of prayer. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites. We'll, we'll get to that hypocrite word in just a moment, because we don't wanna be like them. They love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the streets, corners to be seen. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. So the word hypocrites means actors. They're, they're, they're playing it apart. They're, 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 you know, we think, you know, hypocrite is just totally phony, but they're acting the part. Well, we, we don't want to be phony when we approach God. So oftentimes, what do we do? We get wigged out. So we just, we go, well, I don't want to be hypocrite, so I just won't pray. That's, that's, like, that's like a trap of, of the enemy. Uh, if you want to be seen, well, you get your reward for being seen. People saw, oh, they, they prayed. Yay, yay for them. Good for them. And, and you get the reward from other people but you don't necessarily get God's favor. And when you go, when you pray, go, go to your room, go to your room, close the door. That's the opposite of doing it for people who've seen. And pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Do we remember this part? Like don't, don't do it to be seen, but do we remember get, get alone with God? Uh, the, the prayer room, the, the prayer closet. I, I, here's, here's what would happen in uh, the Israelite world, the, the Hebrew people. There were uh, times to pray, morning, noon, afternoon, and there could be specific times, 9 a.m., noon, or 3 p.m. And if you timed your goingabouts and your walkabouts in such a way, you could time yourself to be out at one of those times, and then you're, oh, 
you know, your knees hit the floor wherever you are and you get kind of show off that you're devout. Well, if you want to show off if you're devout, you don't necessarily show off so other people can be seen. I might want to encourage this as you, you keep a schedule, don't you? Maybe there's, a, maybe there's a time in the day you go, hey, at 2 p.m., I meet with God. At 2 p.m., I get with God. And this is the place and this is the space and I just want to encourage you that you have times, maybe there's certain days of the week that you have extended times, but you have time that you set aside with the Lord God Almighty. I've, I've said this before. I go down to St. Adelbert's on Mondays. The Lord has built for me a multi-million dollar prayer chapel, and, uh, and I, I'm glad to share it with you if you go when the Catholic Diocese unlocks the doors. Uh, uh, from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., you can get in there, and my plan B spot is Holy Spirit Church if the doors happen to be locked. and just been, But, but they're, they're, whatever place or space you find, find a place, find a time, and get with God. Genuinely pour your heart out. And when you pray, don't keep on babbling like the pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. So there's a lot of uh, cultures that when they pray, it would be the, the, the concept in the, uh, in the ancient times would be that the spiritual world and the physical world and the, the world of ritual, the world of magic, was they were all intertwined. And so if we went through rituals in a certain way, if we just repeat certain things, we can actually control God. That, that's, that's part is like, Jesus saying, you're, you're not going to control God by being manipulative by the repetitive of words. In fact, that's just utter mindlessness. That's not part of how we speak to God. And, and I might even go on to say this, that we can be a bit mindless in our prayers if we simply declare before God things that we already know God's doing, we haven't really paused to think. I'll just give a little example. And really, get, let's give ourselves grace if we pray like this, but, but, but here's the deal. What we're doing today, like I walked into that Grand Valley State basketball practice, and, and those young men were not rudimentary in their basketball skills. They were highly advanced. And, and there comes a time in, in the lives of, of church family that, uh, you know, the discussion point, the main point of discussion is like, hey, God is God. God is the creator. Jesus Christ defeated death at the cross. He died for our sins. He rose again. We, we are aware of that. And if you're not aware of that, I trust the Holy Spirit is speaking that to you in this moment. And you will properly respond by saying, God, forgive me. I want to follow you. And I trust that that will happen in this moment for anybody who needs to take that step. But what we're doing right now is we're layering some things out. And if you are an individual that after you, that as a child of God, you just, you just don't have a strong prayer life. It, it's time to get that in order. Quit, quit, quit acting like you don't know what to do because the Word of God has indicated how we do approach God. And so we're spending some time with that. And, and so if we pray, oh God, be with us. God's with us. You don't have to ask for what is already going down. Oh God, just, uh, just help everybody. You have grace any moment that comes out of your lips from people around you. But come on, God is helping. 
Let's, 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 get, let's get beyond just getting out of a time of prayer. Just, you're approaching the throne of God. Now, now you, can, you can flip it. Here, here's not babbling. God, I know you're with us. God, I know you're helping. Now, you can declare that definitively, and that's not babbling. You're getting in sync with the reality of how the fabric of this universe was put together. But I, I want to encourage us to get rid of, of some prayers that Jesus says, don't just be babbling. Oh, God, just kind of be with us and help our day. Yeah, I did it. No, no, we didn't. No, we didn't. Um, do not be like them, for the Father knows what you need, even before you ask. So here's some do nots of prayer that we can summarize it. Don't attempt to impress other people. Okay, check, you know. Don't attempt to impress God even. God wants a genuine heart and do not not pray. You like the double negative there? Don't not pray, pray. That's, those are the things that we are not to do. Uh, now here's some funny words up here. I, I, I love you, but I don't like doing Greek. And sometimes uh, the fact that... Uh, I love you more than I dislike Greek. Ah, that, that kicks in now and again. Uh, but I, I, was, I was a little curious what the Lord's Prayer, as Matthew puts this together in the Greek language, which was the common language of the day, how, how did this come across? I, I think there's a couple of things here that are nuanced that seem to be pretty important. And so as we go through how do we pray, we're gonna reference this a, a couple of, we're going to reference this a couple of times. But I'll, let's just say, it says, so here's how it is stated. Father of us who is in the heavens, holy be the name of you. And so there's a little nuance with that and just kind of soak that up. That's instructive. That's the first line of the Lord's Prayer. And dynamic number one is this. that we come to God with reverence and confidence, that we draw near to God with reverence and confidence. God is holy. He's, he's in the heavens. So we've been saying that's, that's the spirit that we need to happen There is, a, there is a holy, remember, is set apart. God is set apart. God is omnipotent. God is love. We, all these dynamics that we just discovered in the attributes of God. And yet, as, wow. Well, I'm gonna get to the second dynamic in just a little bit. There is a faith and fervency, if I may. A couple other descriptive words. God can do. God can pull things off. Uh, there's a fervency dynamic. I don't know if you've ever, um, whether you've ever excelled in arts or academics or athletics or whatever, but have you ever had a certain confidence about something? Maybe it was, you know what, you know, I'm gonna plant these seeds and they're gonna grow. There's just, you know, a certain level of, of you're gonna enter into something and it hasn't happened yet whether it's, it's in the kitchen or on an athletic court or whatever, but there's a certain swagger you got about yourself going, yeah, this is gonna be good. That's the swagger we have when we speak with God. 
Elisha, the prophet, is speaking with the king of Israel. And they're struggling with a neighboring nation. And Elisha says, hey, I want you to shoot this arrow outside the window. Okay, boom, all right. Now I want you to take the rest of these arrows and just pound them into the ground, okay? And the king, you know, boom, 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 kind of put them in three times. And Elisha went, yeah. You know, that wasn't really, I, I'm paraphrasing here a little bit. That wasn't the fervency factor that you needed to have. So you're, you're gonna defeat them, but they're gonna, they're gonna just kind of rise up again and be a thorn in your side. Why didn't you just really obliterate those arrows, uh, you know, again and again and again and again? Friends, I really believe that we, when we enter into prayer, that confidence thing, that fervency thing matters. God, I believe that you can do this. And you pray, not just mindless words, but you pray and get in a spirit and get in a posture and get in a mindset that God is going to show up because God said God's gonna show up. And God can show up in God's time and in God's way, but you are trusting, you're believing. Let's model it uh, in, in this factor that we boldly approach the throne of God uh, with reverence and confidence. And I'm gonna put a, a little different than what you're gonna see uh, on the screen, but it's, it's a Psalm 23 motif, like a father, like a father who is able and ready to help us. Like a shepherd with sheep. And we're gonna use Psalm 23 as our guideline. If, we've, if you've memorized Psalm 23, if you got a few of the lines down, sometimes we will say it as such, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. <laughs> stop it. Just stop it. Just, he makes me lie down in green pastures and he leads me besides, come on. This is, this is, these are words of confidence. You're a child of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, act like it. Quit. Thank you. <laughs> quit acting like God doesn't care and quit acting like you don't have something to say. It's like, here, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. It's a definitive statement. There's no question mark about it. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. God does stuff for me that I don't even, I'm not even smart enough to do for myself, but God's gonna do it for me. And he restores my soul. It's a definitive word. He guides me in right paths for his namesake. And even though I would walk through the darkest valley, the valley that has the shadow of death, I fear no evil for the Lord God Almighty my heavenly father, my shepherd is with me. So when we pray, there is like, you know, sometimes it's not different words. It's a different spirit. It's a different attitude. It's a different mindset. And when you pray, get after it. Here's my coaching athleticism heart. You know, if you've ever had a coach yell for you, so it's like, if you haven't had, get there. Just get there. I know some of us who've, you know, done athletics in the, in the past, you know, it's like, but there, there are times that if nobody has ever yelled for you to get there, you need to get there with this mindset. Your rod and your staff, Lord God Almighty, they come from me. Those are, those are tools of protection from the enemy, and they are tools of direction when we get stupid. 
You anoint my head with oil. And that's a healing balm for the sheep. You anoint my head with oil. I trust it for healing in my life. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. There's some confidence there. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. There's this model from the 23rd Psalm directed back to the opening preamble in the Lord's Prayer that that directly tells us the kind of confidence and the kind of reverence that we need to have when we speak to the Lord God Almighty. Hear the words of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. Abba, Hebrew now, that's a Hebrew, Father. Everything is possible for you. Catch that confidence. Catch that reverence. Abba, Father, everything is possible for you. And you're going to know the direction this goes if you know the story of God. Would you take this cup from me? He doesn't really want to go to the cross. I don't really want to. But not what I will, but what you will. And the Spirit of God enabled him to bear the weight of the sins of all of humanity for all of time so that we can be reconciled and we can be received by God. And Jesus came out of that place. He came out of that space and he said, God, you've got me. I'm moving forward. God's got you, friends. You're moving forward. Just There's an approach that Jesus is uh, outlining that we need to uh, participate in. And here's, here's the third dynamic, and that we pray for others. This is, this is what I thought was really neat in, in looking at the Greek here. This is, this is actually amen, uh, is how that's pronounced, father of us. I don't know if that, how that just, when I, when I read this, the corporateness, the community, the body, is like, it's not, it's not just me, it's our, you know, our father, who art in heaven, Father of us, who is in the heavens, that we pray for others. I'm gonna have us do something that is, it's not necessarily, uh, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you, act like you're going to Panera Bread, but you don't have to spend ridiculous amounts of money, but you're gonna pick two, okay? You're gonna pick two. You're gonna pick two off this, off this menu right here, and uh, I'm gonna give quick, quick hitter descriptions of what these are. And, and one pick, one choice is, yeah, I'm pretty good at this. Yeah, I, I do this. And, and, and the Spirit of God is impressing on you. Yeah, dive in. You're good at this. Let it be your thing, you know? Let it be your thing. And, and then the other one would be like, yeah, I don't really do that, and I should. And the Spirit is impressing on me. I, I, need, to, I need to step into those waters. Does that make sense? One, one, you're diving in, you're good at it. The other, you're stepping in. It would be something new to you. Um, oh, by the way, this is not an exhaustive list of prayer. This is not, it's, it's, it's I like seven, seven's number perfect. It's like, we did seven, and uh, you don't see, re, uh, uh, um, you don't see a few things on here that you might think. So praise, uh, praise is giving God just glory for, uh, God, you're good, uh, God, uh, Worthy are you, Lord God. Maybe you want to do the Revelation 4 thing and, and you receive glory and honor and power for you created all things and through you all things are made and you just say that, God, you're good, you're great and, and you're a person of praise, a praiseful heart. We're going to focus on that next week even. Um, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. And, and might I say, uh, 
uh, it says, enters gates with thanksgiving in your heart, enters courts with praise. That you get, can you get specific on this too? God, I am, I am thankful for what you have supplied. I'm thankful for this home. I'm thankful for this vehicle. I'm thank you for my friendships. And, and why am I thankful for that friendship? I, I want to encourage you to get detailed in your prayers. Get detailed in your requests. Get detailed in your thanksgiving. Uh, when you're in your prayer room or if you go, and I, and I commend prayer walking all the time uh, for what it's worth, uh, if you've got a monkey brain, you go, I can't pray because my mind wanders. Excellent. Good for you. Just start talking out loud in your prayers. Don't just pray in your head and then you're making a, a, a grocery list. If you start talking out loud in your prayers and all of a sudden you start thinking about... Uh, oh, I got to go to so-and-so's house, and I don't want to go, you know? Let's just say, I'm going to Timmy's house, and I don't want to go to Timmy's house. Oh, Lord, help me to have a good attitude when I go to Timmy's house. Lord, bless Timmy and the family. You know, they've got these. All of a sudden, when your mind starts wandering and monkey-braining around, you can interchange with thanksgiving and requests and these kind of things. So it's very important that when you are on your own, so you don't look like a crazy person, that you will speak out loud. And if you ever are doing a prayer walk and speaking out loud, may I give you permission when somebody crosses your path to uh, look at them and smile and go, hey, how you doing? Good to see you. You know, just like, and then go ahead with it. Let, let them figure out. The Lord, the Lord's got them. The Lord will take care of them. Uh, what's that, what's that crazy person talk to themselves doing? They might figure out, like, they're having prayer time. They might go, they're loony, they're loony tunes, whatever that is. Um, faith. Faith and healing are deeply intertwined and, uh, but it says in James chapter five, is anybody among you sick? Uh, let them, let them pray. Uh, call the elders of the church to pray over them, anoint them with oil. If you're happy, sing songs of praise. That um, The prayer in faith offered will make the sick person well, and the Lord will raise any up. If you sinned, your sins will be forgiven. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Uh, intercession. I, so I, I want to say in this, if, does, if anybody needs prayer for healing after the service, if you see somebody on the platform, Pastor Josh, Pastor Vicki, myself, we would love to pray for you. By the way, this is where elders are all around in our midst right now. This is the simplest to best time to do. We'll just go, oh, let's come up here and pray. If you need prayer for something specific, let's do it now after the service, please. Or we can have another time to do it. We can set up a time to do it. Uh, intercession is praying for other people. That we, pray, that we pray for others, that we have a list, that we believe, that we... Uh, Daniel, uh, in Daniel chapter 9, oh God, I am amongst a weird group of people. Lord, forgive us and help us and guide us and, and there's intercession. God works miracles when you pray for other people. I'm gonna go quickly through these uh, corporate that some of us need to mean group, praying in groups. It's, it's, it's okay. God, God may allow you to pray in a group and that's good. Uh, consecrate, that you set something apart. Lord, I... Um, Lord, this is a gift that's going to so-and-so. I pray that it will have this impact in their lives. I, this is set apart as a gift of encouragement. This is set apart as a gift of hope uh, that, that you can pray over. Lord, we consecrate the bread and the cup that we would have the spiritual benefits of Christ in us, open glory. There are certain things that you can consecrate and set apart and give to God. Uh, Holy Spirit, when we don't know what to pray, the Spirit of God does. The Spirit of God will give us utterances. The Spirit of God will allow, will speak for us when we don't know what to say that we just simply trust the Holy Spirit. Okay, got two picked. I'm gonna work from the bottom up, all right? We're gonna work from the bottom up. I know we might be more here. So whether it is something you go, I'm really good at this or I need to grow in this. Did, did anybody resonate with 
prayers of the Holy Spirit. Would you stand up? Is that, do you mind doing that? Just, just stand on up. There we go, right there. Okay, excellent. Um, if you're good at it, raise your hand. If you're good at it, raise your hand. All right, all right. Okay, thank you. Have a seat. Second, did consecrate, that I would need to consecrate and set something apart. Would you stand up if that's on your high or your low side? Go ahead and stand up. All right, these are the harder ones here. Corporate prayer. Anybody like praying in groups? Is that something you're good at or gonna grow in? Great, great. Okay, let's go here. Intercession. Stand up to your feet. Go ahead and stand up to your feet if this is something that, that God's asking to wait in. Go ahead and stay standing for just a sec. How many of you, this is actually what you're good at. Could you raise your hand? Good. Notice who raised their hand on that. All right. Uh, ask them if you've got questions. Faith, would you stand up if this is something that God has placed on your heart? Excellent. Excellent. How many of you, this was something that you're pretty good at and God's asked you to go deeper? Excellent. Take note of that. Take note. Okay. Thank you. Go ahead and see. Thanksgiving. Go ahead and stand up if Thanksgiving is something that is natural for you or something God asked you to grow in. Wonderful. How many, raise your hand if this was the strong one. All right. Those are good people to go to. Praise. Praise. Can you stand to your feet if this is a natural or if you're gonna grow in this? How many of you, this was the one that, that, that you're good at? Praise God for that. Excellent. Would everybody stand at this time? I want you to hear this blessing. These are the words of Jesus in Luke chapter 11 when the disciples ask him, Lord, how should we pray? And so Jesus simply taught in the book Matthew how to pray. I think there were several times he would have said, this is, had that moment. And he said, uh, hmm, hear this, children of God. Ask, and it will be given. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened. For to those who ask, they will receive. Those who seek, they will find. And to those who knock, the door will be opened. A question then Jesus poses, do, do you actually give good gift to children in your lives? You're probably pretty good at that. And we got a lot of shortcomings. If you know how to give good gifts to children who are in your lives, how much more so does your heavenly father give good gifts to you, his children who ask? Reverence and confidence. Lord God Almighty, may we approach your throne with boldness as only children of God can do. And if there are any within the sound of the voice right now in this moment, Lord, that need to embrace you as Lord God Almighty. May they be received as they ask for forgiveness, as they say they want to follow. Lord, we love you. We declare this moment that we are yours and you are our God. In Jesus' name, and all God's people would say, amen. amen.